Hey, you guys, this is Lisa Clark and Chrissy and I are so thankful that you've joined us today for the Wonder Podcast. We are beyond thrilled to be launching a new book series today on the book of First Peter. And so we think it is so appropriate for 2021. We could all use some encouragement today and this year. And so that's what this book is about. It's encouraging the believer. So we are thankful that you joined us. You personally are an encouragement to us by listening to the podcast and by sharing it with your friends and family. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as always, we appreciate so much your willingness to tune in and to listen to the podcast. And we pray you are encouraged every time you listen. So thank you for joining us. God bless you and enjoy this episode of the Wonder Podcast. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. My name is Christy Dunham, and I am here with my ministry partner and good friend, Lisa Clark. And we are kicking off a brand new series today on First Peter. And I am so excited about this. We are hearing from our listeners, but they they love when we do books of the Bible. So we're going to start doing more of that, you know, along with our friend zone that we do at the end of each month. We are kicking off First Peter today. And Lisa, tell me where we find you today. Are you good? Are you busy? Are you stressed? Tell me where you are in life today. Not stressed. No, I'm good. It's been okay. kind of a it's can been kind of a busy day as I know yours has too. So it's kind of nice just to sit up here in my little perch that I make for myself, hiding away from Brad that who is on his phone and talks really loud all day long. Yeah. So it's yeah. really hard to record a podcast. Right. Right. With him talking about ever he talks about all day long. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. anyway, I'm up here. I've got my cup of tea. I've got all my commentaries and books spread out here. And I was, as I was preparing for this. I had to just keep thinking, well, I think Chrissy is a prophetess. Did why you did know you say that? that? You might be a prophetess because. I didn't. Tell me why. Well, here's why I think you might be. Because you said you wanted to do First Peter. We were kind of going back and forth on a few different book studies to do this time. And as I started preparing and reading through, and you know, I've read First Peter many times, I guess, you know, but I was like, oh my goodness, this is so applicable to 2021. I think Chrissy knew we needed this. And I think that she got a word from the Lord and needed to share it with us. So well, there you have it. Well, I wish it was so, but <laughs> I just love first and second Peter. And I'm with you. The more I dug into it, the more I realized this is kind of where we are. This is who we are. It's about us. Yeah. Which really a lot of the Bible is. And of course the Bible is applicable all the time, but this is like where we're living. So true. And as I was kind of figuring out who this letter was written to, and of course we know it's written by Peter, duh, because it's got yeah. his name in the title, yeah. but um, it was written to these first century Christians who were scattered all over what is now the Northern part of Turkey. So yeah, we remember we went to Turkey and looked at right. Yeah all day long, um, none of which you nor I could afford, but 
that was modern day Turkey. So that's where these, it's about 500 miles ish from Jerusalem area. I think if I uh, saw that correctly, it was bad stuff going on there. So Rome and this area where they were, it was all the bad stuff going on. So it was just kind of like, it was the beginning of persecution of the Christians, hardcore Nero, that whole thing. So as a believer, you can imagine they were like, okay, is this, is not what we signed up for? And um, is God real? And that's right. when they get this letter to to them from Peter, just encouraging them. Uh, it was made up of Jewish and Gentile audience there in that area. So obviously some Jews were there too, but mostly a Gentile audience. Here's what I read. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, is there? Right. But uh, it was written during a time of political, social, and personal po- persecution. Well, I think you know, we look around at what, what's going on in our world today and we think, okay, here we are. Huh. And it emphasizes the reality of suffering in the lives of Christians. And I think that's the beautiful part of First Peter is how Peter just equates the suffering to Jesus and how it's not in vain and how he sees and how he knows. And we'll get into it, but I just think that part of it is so beautiful. And you know, Peter was a fisherman. He was just a normal guy. When he met Jesus, he was a teenager, which I find just mind boggling Mm -hmm. because of these, of the way he followed and just the mark he made on the world, such a young, a young man. And um, of course he was so impulsive and, and crazy. And his best friends were the sons of thunder, James and John. Right. um, And so anyway, so now we've got, okay. So probably 60 years later, I think this is written around 64 AD. So around 60 years after Jesus ascends, Uh, We've got Peter still at it, and now he's encouraging the church. So let me go ahead and read our nutshell from our Holman. Can I say one thing about Peter before you move on? Yes, please. You know, Peter, his name was Simon Peter, which means a rock. Mm -hmm. And if you think about Peter and you even go back to children's stories, he was always the rock. So he was this solid foundation, Mm -hmm. you know, the house that's built on the rock will stand forever. That is all him. He is solid as a rock. He stands up to people yet. He's the one that denies Jesus three times, right? Yes. So it's so interesting that he is so strong, so bold, all those things. Yet when push came to shove after Jesus died, Jesus told him, you know, the last night they were, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. Mm -hmm. So before morning, you're going to deny me. That's that, that makes Peter very real to me that yes, he was bold and he he met Jesus when he was young and he did all these amazing things and he's the solid rock and, and all of that. But yet he got scared (laughs) at a certain time. So he's very, very normal, very much me and you. So I just love that about I do him. too. Vulnerable. Yes. And then not perfect. Hello. Yes. God uses. Yes. Can God use us? Yes. But I just, I, I totally agree with you. He he was so strong and so committed and yet he still faltered. And yeah. so that gives you hope. And that gives me hope. 
Definitely. Okay. So in a nutshell, in chapter one, Peter greets God's chosen people, calling them to praise God. Although you are experiencing trials of great pain, he told them through Christ, you have a new life. These temporary detours of suffering will actually strengthen your commitment to Christ and your testimony for him. Don't allow the trauma of the present to blur your vision of your glorious future with Christ in heaven. Don't allow the trials of the moment to distract you from living a life of obedience to God. Demonstrate this life by reaching out to one another in love. So that's the chapter in a nutshell. So let's go ahead and read. You want to read the first 12 verses for us and give us your thoughts? You bet. First Peter chapter one, verse one, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to those chosen living as exiles dispersed abroad in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, the father through the sanctifying work of the spirit to be obedient and to be sprinkled with the blood of Jesus Christ. May peace and grace be multiplied to you. Verse three, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable is refined by fire may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him. And you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Verse 10. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that would come to you searched and carefully investigated. They inquired into what time or what circumstances the spirit of Christ within them was indicating when he testified in advance to the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. These things have now been announced to you, those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Angels long to catch a glimpse of these things. Mm. So this is packed with so many Mm -hmm. things, Mm -hmm. so many things. First of all, he is reminding them that they are living a living hope. Yes. So in other words, you have this new birth, you've met Jesus, you were chosen, you've met him, and now you have been birthed into this living hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He is alive and he has given you an inheritance that is kept in heaven that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. In other words, there is nothing shaky 
about Jesus Christ. He is the solid rock. He is all that you need. He is your all in all. He told them what they needed to hear beyond a shout of a doubt. There is nothing shaky here. This is what I know that I know that I know. Mm. Now you're suffering and you're going through various trials, but you're doing this just as the verse says, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, though perishable, is refined by fire and may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So in other words, these trials that you're going through, these, you know, they were seeing people killed. Yeah, They were seeing people sacrificed. Like it was just a very, very evil, evil time. Mm-hmm. You know, we see people crucified on social media. We see people, it's not this type of suffering. No. But yet we suffer many, many things. There are people suffering through a potential divorce. There are people suffering through miscarriages. There are people suffering with death of a loved one from COVID. There are people suffering. I mean, there is the church that suffers, you know, over in Europe and all those countries. They are suffering. You and I, Lisa Clark, do very little suffering. You're, You're right. We think we do, but we do walk through trials, don't we? We yes. walk through trials that are a big deal to us. The reason he takes us through those is to create a personal holiness so we look more like him. He does it to refine us, just like the potter and the clay that we read about in the Old Testament. Just like gold, it has to be refined. So he takes us through these valleys. He takes us through these sufferings to bring him praise and glory and honor. And so whether you're walking through cancer, you're walking through a potential divorce or whatever your suffering is right now, whether it's with a child that won't behave, a child that's being bullied, whatever is going on in your life, the Lord is refining you if you belong to him. And he has given you this living hope. I love the words living hope because We know that we know that we know that he has got everything under control and hope is a confident expectation of future blessings based on the promises that are in his word, based on the promises. So on those days that you're walking through those trials, and we all do, we all do, it's been said that you're either in a trial, coming out of a trial or you're getting ready to go into one, right? It's going to happen. James talks about it. Mm. You have to be built on this living hope on this solid foundation that Peter is telling his people about. You have a special purpose in the kingdom of God. And he takes you through that valley and you go through that suffering for a very special purpose. And you may not know it immediately. You may never know it. You may never know why God takes you through what he takes you through, but it's to refine you and bring you closer to him, bring you closer to him. So I love this whole section. I mean, we could do a whole podcast just on these verses because it's all about believing in him. I love verse 12. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you, God. We don't serve ourselves. We serve him. 
And I love how he closes this little section out in verse 12. These things have now been announced to you through those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Mm -hmm. The Lord sent someone to you one day, Lisa Clark, and the Lord sent someone to me through the power of his Holy Spirit from heaven. The angels long to catch a glimpse of these things. They long to be a part of it. And you and I get to experience it. When we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, the Lord wants to use us. He has special purposes for us. So I I could go on and on and on about all this. I just thank the Lord that Mm -hmm. I get to experience this and I get to experience some of the sufferings, nothing that Jesus suffered. I won't even get close to that. And even the disciples, I'll never get close to what all they experienced. And these underground churches and missionaries and people that are, are crucified many, many, many ways overseas. It's just our lives are nothing compared to that as nothing far as true. suffering. No, it's true. We've been handed the gospel on a silver platter. And so the living hope that Peter is talking about here is they can live through this suffering with hope, knowing that the transition into eternity will be a glorious, glorious thing. Here's what Warren Wearsby says about hope. He says, hope is not a sedative. It is a shot of adrenaline, a blood transfusion, like an anchor. Our hope in Christ stabilizes us in the storms of life. But unlike an anchor, our hope moves us forward. It does not hold us back. And that's what they had. They were able to move forward knowing they would see Jesus face to face. There's just, I totally agree with you. We could talk about these these verses for so long. We just add a few things because you covered it so well, Chrissy. God deals in futures. So our life with him is that we've begun our life with him for eternity when we accepted Jesus Christ. So he's much more concerned about who we will be for eternity versus who we are here. And so these sufferings, these fires that we walk to through, just like you said, are refining us with Christ. They're refining us. And so that's a beautiful thing. Our hope is in him. When he talks about our inheritance in verse four, I started thinking about this and and he says, you've been left an inheritance from your father. Well, if you receive it, who is an inheritance go for? An inheritance goes to the ones left behind, right? Right. Our inheritance comes from our father. We've been left behind, but that inheritance will actually bring us full circle. We That's are right. benefiting from that eternal inheritance of, of, from Jesus Christ, from our heavenly father, which is just a beautiful thing. These Christians that he was talking to, this letter found its way to Christians who were, it was kind of that first century of, or that first stage of persecution for the Christians in Nero. I mean, I remember when we were in Rome, seeing the, some of the Nero circus and all this other kind of thing. And it's just terrifying when you really delve into it and start talking about it. Yeah. But um, Christians were known to be wrapped in freshly slaughtered animal skins and fed to dogs and wild animals. They were dipped in pitches or tar and set on fire as torches yeah. to light Nero's gardens at night. I mean, it yeah. was horrific. And right. these Christians were probably somewhat 
I can imagine myself being immobilized, not wanting to leave my house with fear. He was just trying to encourage them and say, whatever you walk through, Jesus knows. That's right. Whatever you have to deal with, Jesus knows. So he's walking through this with you. This is drawing you closer to him. Your suffering is not in vain. I mean, he was encouraging them. And, and I think for us, Chrissy, in 2021, as Christians, we still need encouragement. I mean, I think we're a long way away from seeing this kind of torture and horrific scene. At the same time, there's things that, like you said, that we walk through in our life where we think, I can, I'm shuddering in my boots. I am afraid. I am immobilized. You know, I can't do a thing right now. I'm just distraught. I'm suffering. And that same suffering that we walk through in 2021, no matter what it looks like, it will not be in vain and it will draw us closer to God. That's that's his plan in suffering. And so there is not a plan in suffering. Why trials? Why does God allow this? Our faith is being proved genuine through these trials, through difficulties. God tests whether our faith is genuine. And we're able to come out that looking, coming out of these trials and these things that we go through, looking more um, like Christ. Peter uses the gold and the silver analogy. What do you have to go through to get those things that look so beautiful and that we all want? Fire. They don't just come out looking like that. You have to go through the fire. Let me read the last verses 13 through 25 of this chapter. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world that was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man is the flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord endures forever. Now, this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. So Peter here is just continuing on in his um, path of encouraging them. But I love, okay, so when you look back at verse 13, therefore gird up your loins of your mind, be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay, the picture here is gird your loins. You know what they were talking about here is remember, they all wore robes back then. And so if you're going to go into a race, or if you're going to start going into a fight, or if there's something heavy coming your way, and you need to get there fast, you would pull up your robes because otherwise you're going to fall flat on your face. You're going to try to fall. And so that's the thought here is do that to your mind. Because, oh my word, can our mind take us places? 
Yes. Yeah. And you're seeing Christians persecuted on the street and lit in torches. Do you think they their mind was going places? Yeah. Their mind was spiraling out of control. And he's saying, don't allow that. Keep your mind focused. Keep your mind focused. Pull all your thoughts together. And he's saying, be holy. Remember the scripture. It says, be holy. Be holy. How is that possible? Because of Jesus Christ. You can take on the mind of Christ, align your thoughts with him, and live this life that God has called you to, to be separate, to be set apart. That's how we do it. It doesn't mean we're, we're going to be without sin in this world. No, we're going to have a mind of Christ, taking on the mind of Christ, controlling our mind and our thoughts through Jesus Christ to where, I mean, because my mind can take me places and then I'm done for the day, you know, yeah. it can incapacitate me. And so when we try to do this, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take on the mind of Christ here. I'm not going to allow this. The alternative to holiness is, is conformity. Where, what do we want to do? Think back when you're in sixth grade, Chrissy, what did you want to do? You just wanted to fit in, right? That's right. Being set apart or holy or different than anyone else was not on your agenda in sixth grade. So we learned very quickly, very early on, don't we? That we just want to fit in. We just want to be a part of the group. We don't want to stand out. And yet we know as a Christian, that this is what we've been called to. We have been called to be different. And that's what this holiness that God's talking, that Peter's talking about here, you've been called to be different. And man, that kind of stopped me. And I've used that scripture so many times as when I talk to parents, because this is obviously our prayer for our children. It's our prayer for ourselves, right? But it's not easy, is it? No, it's not. And you know, this whole issue of holiness, it should be in all of our affairs. Like, yes, holiness is, this is what I wrote down. Holiness is the desire and duty of every Christian. Mm. Like this should be our desire to Mm. be different, to look different, dress different, talk different. Everything about us should be different because we, we don't belong here. Right. So we, When people talk about UFOs and aliens and all that, that's how people should look at us. Like they are so weird. They are just so weird. They're different. And that's who I want to be. I, I want all of my affairs, everything that I do to be very holy. In other words, just set apart. Not that I'm better than anybody, not at all, but that I am reflecting who Jesus is. I'm reflecting my inheritance. I'm reflecting that one day I'm going to face my maker face to face and thank him for the sacrifice that he did to give me this inheritance. And so when you think future and you don't get bogged down with the day-to-day stuff, you know, at the height of the COVID, you can get down in a hurry. in a big hurry and isolate and all those things. And when you have Christ in your life, you have meaning and our choices have significant consequences. The choices we make every day have significant consequences. So when you're trying to be holy and you're not going to be perfect, but when you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, you are holy because he's controlling your tongue. He's controlling everything you do, he's even controlling where you're going and what you're doing. 
And he, when you walk in that spirit, it's so freeing because the choices you make are his choices. They are the things he would do. The words are the things he would say. And oh my goodness, how many opportunities I missed or how many things I missed Mm. by being caught up in myself and in my own life instead of trying to be set apart and holy and letting him run my life and letting letting him be all of my choices, all of my, so that the consequences reflect him and don't reflect anything else. If somebody gets mad, then somebody gets mad. And if somebody gets upset at you, they get upset at you. And you just have to look to the Lord and say, I'm here to please you. I'm here to please you. And that is it. And so that may make us weird and that may make us look different, but who cares? Right. Who cares? Because we have to stand up for what we believe and our choices have to reflect who we are and who we belong to. That's right. You said um, something that made me think you said we don't belong here and that should be reflected in our actions, in our words, in our attitude. Remember who Peter was writing this letter to. It was the people that were part of the the diaspora, the dispersed. And why were Christians dispersed all over the place? Because of persecution. So in that kind of that word kind of means strangers or, you know, dispersed. They're strangers. Well, same to us. So this letter from Peter written to Christians in 2021, we don't belong here. We're strangers in this world. The scripture is very clear about that. So it's the same messaging to us today, isn't it? That's right. I love it. Me I just too. love I love this whole thing. And you know, in life there's not a lot of sure bets. You know, there's right. you may think your team's gonna win the final four. You may think, you know, you're pregnant and you may think, you know, you're gonna have this healthy baby at the end of your pregnancy. You may think you're gonna be CEO of your company. You may think all these things, but none of that is a sure bet. Not one thing. Not one thing. There are no sure bets. The only sure bet is when you accept Jesus Christ as your savior, you have an inheritance and you have a living hope. That is the only sure bet. That is the only truth. That is it. At the end of the day, it's very, very simple. And, you know, the gospel is simple. It's so simple and we complicate it. And then of course the enemy comes in and complicates it for us. Right. So, I mean, that's what's exhausting is fighting him. That's right. So that's right. We just have to keep our eyes on Jesus, keep our head down in his word, our knees on the ground, talk to him constantly and see what happens in your life. It is a different life. It's a good life Mm. and it's a hope life. That's right. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our hope is alive in our sadness, in our pain, in our diagnosis, in our suffering, in our divorce, in our joblessness, in our abandonment, in our abuse, in our marriage troubles, in our separation, in our fatigue, in our financial trials, in our dashed dreams. We have a living hope. Born again is not just to get us into heaven. It's not just a fire insurance policy. It's hope in today. Our eternal life, our eternal hope is for today. And thank you, Jesus, for that. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. If you like what you heard and were encouraged, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. 
because your recommendation for our podcast brings us great joy and it helps others find out about us. And if you are able to help support our podcast ministry, we would absolutely love that. You can go to chrissydunham.org and click the link to the party table. No donation is too small. We are so thankful for you. God bless.